Turn with me, if you will, to Psalm chapter 5 and verse number 12. Psalm chapter 5 and verse number 12. Amen. This has been our foundation for what we've been ministering here during this section of our teaching on the favor of God or having faith for the favor of God or faith in the favor of God. I've kind of named it three or four different ways, but essentially we are talking about favor. Now, I have thought at one point in time that, you know, we would be done and not have a session five on favor. But one of the things that I continue to see is that God begins, be, continues to show and, and illuminate this area of favor and my understanding about what it means to walk in favor. This past week was an interesting week in my life because it seemed like a lot of stuff wasn't going right. Even to this past Friday, I was making my way back from Cabarrus County. My way out to Cabarrus County took about an hour to get there from where I was in Shelby. And normally to get back to Shelby, it takes about an hour. As I was making my journey back from Cabarrus County back into the office, I ran into one accident. That accident, I, I kind of sat there for a little bit and that changed my return from being one hour to maybe about an hour and a half. I got to the point where I said, okay, I'm going to get off this road, and I'm going to go another way, which is a little bit further out and about, but I can go around the accident. So bless God, that's what I did. I got off the highway, and I went around another road, and then I discovered there was yet another accident. And so as I was sitting in that line over there on the next road for another 30 minutes, this same hour trip turned into a two-hour trip. And so I said, let me get off this road and see if I could go a little bit further around this situation that's happening on this road. And bless God, I got off that road and I rode to outside of the norm, just trying to get to where I need to be. And I discovered there was some more traffic that slowed me down yet again. So it changed from what should have been an hour to an hour and a half, from an hour and a half to two hours, to almost two and a half to three hours, getting back from a location that generally takes me one hour. And I began looking at this, and at the time, by the time I got back to the office, I was tired because I'd been sitting in traffic for a couple of hours now when it really was supposed to be an hour trip. And I said, God, what is this that I'm learning? And there were some other things that happened this past week that, that did not look like favor. Now, I've been teaching and, and ministering on favor for these last couple sessions, and, and one of the things that has happened in the midst of that, man, we've had equipment that didn't work when I'm teaching favor. We've had other stuff that didn't go up when I'm teaching favor. When I'm teaching other stuff, didn't have a problem. As soon as I began teaching faithful favor, all of a sudden things didn't go exactly the way that I thought that they should go. And God was teaching me something about favor, and we're going to get into it this morning. That there are certain things we need to understand about favor. The nature of favor is what we're going to concentrate a large part of our time this morning teaching on. But as our foundation indicates to you, Psalms 5 and verse 12, For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous with favor without compass him as with a shield the amplifier says for you O Lord bless the righteous man 
the one who is in right standing with you, you surround him with favor as with a shield. And so we've looked at the fact that the word favor there is, in, is it comes from a Hebrew word which means delight. It means pleasure. It means goodwill. It means acceptance. And then we also understand that when we are really referring to this area of favor, we're essentially talking about approval. We mean when we say we are showing favor to someone, it means to show praise or partiality, to have an inclination towards them. And so we begin looking at the root of favor is this area of the blessing. And so we looked at this on Thursday night and began to understand some things about it. And we talked about it last Sunday. That the root issue of being blessed by God or how do I become or how am I blessed by God is found through this area of sanctification and obedience. Sanctification where I separate from the old to embrace what God has for me and obedience where I am doing what God told me to do. We've told you in the past, and we'll say again this morning, that sanctification and obedience is very similar to when we refer to the wet with the water. You can't have water without having the wet. And I submit to you, you can't be sanctified and be disobedient. A lot of folks say that I am saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, but they aren't obedient to what God called them to do, which means you are not sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. You are a disobedient kingdom citizen, and God says until you get these two elements in their proper seat, then you can't be blessed. The blessing of God flows in the area of the righteous person. Well, what is the area of the righteous person? The one that's sanctified and the one that is operating in obedience. And so the blessing, therefore, we've said, is released through the act of obedience. The act of obedience is what connects you with the blessing. He said in Genesis chapter 12, he says to Abram, he says, sanctify yourself, obey what I'm saying, and then I'll bless you. He says, get thee from thy country and from thy father's house to the land that I will show thee, is essentially what he says in Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1. So we've said what that means. He says, sanctify yourself, obey where I'm telling you to go, and he says, and from that point, verse number 2, he says, I will. The I wills of God flow in the life of the person that is sanctified and operating in obedience. And then we've indicated it to you, therefore, that favor produces the opportunities for the blessing to be seen. Favor produces the opportunities for the blessing to be, to, to be seen. That the blessing, in fact, is the source. But favor is what allows you to see what's on you. The favor of God is when God opens a door for you that you couldn't open yourself. When God promotes you in a way that you couldn't do it yourself. The favor of God is when God opens or he promotes you through an area of opportunities that are displayed or in manifestation in your life. But now we got to understand some areas about this area of favor. We've said in the past, and I'm going to, my assignment, we won't be long this morning, I'll tell you, I promise you that, to some degree, hopefully. <laughs> you know, the first time preachers say that, that gives, gives you an indication how this is going to go. We said that the nature of favor can be obvious and apparent. The nature of favor can be obvious and apparent. Oh my God, look at that one. 
The favor of God is on them. The favor of God's on that ministry. Oh, look at how they flow. Look at how all these things are happening in their life. Look how God opened the door for that house. Look how God opened the door for this in their life. How many things that we see that's taking place with them, and we say, oh, it must be that God has favored them. But then favored by the same balance also can be subtle and vague. Favor when it's obvious and apparent usually does not require faith at that point. On the other hand, when it is subtle and not apparent or when it's vague, does require that you operate and live by faith. Now, let me give you these really quick. The nature of favor is important that we begin to understand because of the fact of this obvious and apparent versus this subtle and vague. This is where believers live. We love when it's obvious and apparent that God's hand is on your life. And, and bless God, you see this. It seems like they have the Midas touch. Everything they touch seems to meet with a level of success. We love that. We enjoy that. That's good. Amen. But now what about when it's subtle and vague? What when I don't see anything is it about favor that God wants us to understand? Notice this. The nature of favor is that you may not perceive the favor even when others around you can. You may not perceive that you are favored even when others can. This area of subtle and vague. You may not see anything. You may think that this is just normal. It's just nothing seems to be happening. God, how have you left me? What's going on? But everybody else around you can perceive the hand of God on your life. Another nature of favor that we got to understand is that favor does not mean the absence of challenges or obstacles. Favor does not mean the absence of challenges or obstacles. We looked at it before, and I, just, I don't mind mentioning it now. The Bible refers to Noah as being favored of God. But the Bible says that he's favored of God before the call of God to build this ark. So he builds an ark, favored of God. Day after day, for 120 years, he's building this thing for God. But he was not building it out in the middle of nowhere where nobody was coming up and challenging him on what he was doing. In fact, he was building an ark in the midst of people that people could come up and see this massive thing that he's working on for God. His life shifted in the favor of God. Everything around him changed. Whatever Noah was normally used to doing, God said, I want you to change that around. And now you're going to move to an area where it's going to be challenges and there's going to be an open door for people to criticize you. Day after day, the Bible refers to these people coming up to Noah and saying, what are you doing building this boat? And Noah, the Bible says in Peter that he preached to the people. He was a preacher of righteousness. So he declares that there's something that's coming that's going to happen that's going to be traumatic for every single one of you. And they say to him, we don't believe any of these things that you are saying because we don't see nothing. 
The Bible does refer to these days as, as of the days of Noah, that we're preaching a gospel to a world that doesn't really believe that what we're saying is true. We're saying Jesus is coming back, get ready. Jesus is returning, get ready. And until the sky cracks, a lot of them won't believe. But yet you're favored. The challenges that Noah had day after day after day building this ark, yes, there was a grace to do it. Yes, there was the favor of God to do it. But it did not mean that he was not going to have the challenges of folks. And some people think because you walk in favor, that means that you're not going to have challenges and you're not going to have obstacles. When in reality, over and over again, and I'll show you this by the word of God, when God said you're favored, that meant they are now favored and approved of God, but it didn't mean they were necessarily approved by men to do what God was telling them to do. Favor is increased, therefore, Another area that we need to understand about favor is that favor is increased in or in obedience through sanctification. Favor is increased in obedience through sanctification. If you are not seeing the favor of God in your life yet, I got to start looking at am I sanctified and am I operating in obedience? Because the, look, once again, we all want to get to when it's apparent and obvious. But to get to when it's apparent and obvious comes about when it's subtle and vague. That means I have a sustained pattern of being obedient to God and sanctified in the areas where he's telling me to be sanctified. I am walking in compliance with what God is telling me to do. And little by little, God begins to turn up this area of the obvious and the apparent in my life. Because he says, the more I turn up that area in your life, it's going to be a reflection of me and not you. But until you get to the point where it's not about you and it's about him, God says, the reason why it's subtle is because it's still about you. You're still operating in this area first area of favor where yeah you you really got to get this area of faith to believe that God's really on and with you in life another area about the nature of favor is that and this is where we're going to take a hard pause favor is not luck favor is not luck there is a lot of things being said today about favor, particularly amongst the body of Christ and amongst Christians, where the impression that you get is that favor is luck. That we're just inverting a word. And you say, well, I'm favored of the Lord. Well, essentially, a lot of folks that are saying that are saying I'm lucky. Because we don't understand the difference between favor and luck. And so that's the reason why so many Christians go down and play the jackpots and all these kind of things is because they don't understand the difference between favor and luck. We think that the nature of favor has to be that I am essentially lucky. We've got to be the same thing, Reverend Remy, really. When God wants us to understand that favor is not luck. The word luck there literally means the force that seems to be or to operate for the good in a person's life. The circumstances or the events or the opportunities. But it essentially means, another definition is, the chance happening of fortune or 
at, um, or, verse, or, or adverse events. It is good fortune or prosperity, success, to gain success, or something uh, desirable. Notice the term again when we are defining luck. It is by chance. I lucked out in finding this rare book. I lucked out in this. By chance, this seemed to have happened. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse number 11. Commentators say about the book of, of this particular passage of Ecclesiastes is that it is, it is a passage of scripture that speaks without this notion of God. And notice how it's written out of the New Living Translation. It says, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry. And the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't lead successful lives. It is all decided, notice this term, by chance. By being in the right place at the right time. People can never predict when hard, verse 12, when hard times might come, like fish in a net or birds in a trap, people are caught by sudden tragedies. The author here is essentially speaking about chance. Things happen that are good, things happen that are bad. It all is a matter of chance. Well, chance essentially is the essence of luck, that when things happen in the life of other people or people's lives and you say it's good, it's by chance. We say, well, that's because they are lucky. This person's lucky. They, they grew up with a silver spoon. They grew up with, with, with luck on their side. But I submit to you that chance negates the sovereignty of God. Chance is, is it might happen. Whereas favor is, it will happen. Chance is, then we got it's an opportunity for it to happen or it might not. Favor says, when God says, I've approved your life, it's just a matter of time because you're going to see a manifestation of what he said. Chance always negates the sovereignty of God. Well, what is sovereignty? The word sovereignty means supreme power or the controlling influence. When you say I'm operating by chance, then you are saying I'm negating the supremacy of God in my life. God has a way of prospering you and he doesn't need a powerball to make that happen in your life. The question is not whether or not God can, it's a question of will you do what he's telling you to do so you can get what he said you can have. Ephesians chapter one and verse number 11 out of the New Living Translation. Take a look at this. It says, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. Notice this, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Nothing is a matter of chance. Everything that happens in life falls under the supremacy of God. The good and the bad falls under the supremacy of God within degrees, but we got to understand why bad things happen is because there is a real devil that's attacking real people. 
There is a, we are living in a fallen world and there are certain things that are under the dominion of Satan because of what happened in Genesis chapter number three. But that lease is eventually going to be up with the return of Christ and he's going to transfer everything back to the way that it was. Nothing happens by chance. Favor is not a matter of luck. It is a matter of obedience. Now, the fifth thing we need to understand regarding this area of the nature of favor is that favor is not a feeling. If favor is not love, favor also is not a feeling. It's not, it's not a result of I feel like I am favored of God. Because when you see the scriptures over and over again where he said this one's favored, it doesn't look like they are. That one's favored of God. It doesn't look like they are. Again, Noah said, God said he's favored, but yet he might not have felt anything. I submit to you when God called Noah to build this ark, he didn't feel anything. If anything, he felt like maybe it was a lot of work. How long is it going to take to do this thing for you, God? But God says he's favored. When he says about Joseph, he's favored. I said before and I'll say again, Joseph is in jail. He's promoted, yes. He's increased, yes. But he's in prison, which means he's in captivity. Yet God says he's favored. Did he feel like he was favored? Probably not. I, I began this morning talking about being in multiple lines of traffic. There are a lot of things that have happened again this week that I'm just like, God, I don't feel favored. And God was ministering to me exactly. Favor is not a feeling. Favor is, is operating on your life when you operate it by faith. Notice this. Favor is a result of the blessing. The blessing is guaranteed through sanctification and obedience. To be sanctified in obedience requires faith in God. I can't be sanctified. I can't operate in obedience and I not be in faith. And the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, faith, we understand, is not a feeling. Faith is, I believe what God said over what I see. I say, God, what you say, you said I'm favored. I might not be seeing anything, but I believe what you said. You got to be just like Mary and say, be it unto me according to thy word. When I don't see anything, I don't see a change. God said, you're favored. And you say, yes, amen. I believe that I receive it before I see anything. Let's look at Hebrews 11 and verse number six, how they amplified. I quoted it a few minutes ago out of King James. Look at it in uh, the amplified. It says, but without faith, it is impossible. Watch this to walk with God. Without faith, it's impossible to walk with God. And then he says, and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he, is, uh, he, that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Faith is the act of the will to trust in God. I choose to trust you. God said you're favored. You're righteous. He says, I cover you with a, a shield of favor. You say, well, Lord, I don't feel like I'm favored at all. God says, no, I want you to receive it by faith. Even if you don't see anything in manifestation, he says, receive favor by faith. 
I want you to receive it in your spirit by faith that something has got to change because God's favor is on my life. Receive it by faith. If I don't see anything changing, I still believe God's favor is on my life. If this doesn't happen in my life right now, I believe that God's favor is on my life. If I'm not seeing anything that says to me that God's favored my life, I still believe what God said. Faith is the act of the will to trust God. Then favor is not a feeling because favor is a result of faith. Favor is a result of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says, For we walk, we walk by faith and not by sight. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what he said. If he says that this is a favored church, it doesn't matter if we have 10,000 or if we have 10. God said this church is favored and I believe what he said. The question is, do you? When God says, I say that you're favored, you go outside and your car breaks down, your wife acted funny, husband acted funny, children acted funny, everything you want to slap the dog, everything's going wrong, do you still believe that you are favored? When nothing's happened that's apparent to your senses, do you still believe that what God said is true? How do I receive favor? I receive it as by faith as what he said is true in my life for me. Why do I need to know this? Overly, we've been speaking out of 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5 through 8. And this area that we've really taken this large side journey about favor comes about when we're talking about this area of knowledge. Knowledge. The key thing, if you don't get anything else out of what I'm saying this morning, I want you to get this. You are blessed because of your yes. You are blessed because of your yes. God said to Abraham, he said, listen, sanctify obedience. After you sanctify and obedient, he says, I will. I will bless you. I will make you great. I will, I will, I will. All of these things because of his yes. When you say yes, God, he says, I declare that you're blessed right now. You say, but Lord, I don't see nothing. That's, that's exactly why we're talking about this because you got to get knowledge about the fact that God says you're blessed, which means that you are favored of God before you see anything. You are blessed because of your yes, not as a result of you feeling blessed. When you don't feel blessed, God says, I'm still with you. When you don't see anything, God says, I'm still with you. When you don't, when you're like, Lord, what's taking so long? God says, I'm still with you. The subtle and the vague part of favor is believing that God is at work on my behalf. Now, let's do some corrective things in regards to this. Things that I need to understand, and I need to understand really before we go forward about the nature of favor. Favor is not about small micro items of life rooted in vanity. It is not about small micro items of life rooted in vanity where, yeah, you got this nice car on oh, favorite of God. That's all this is about. God trying to get you a big house, big car. This micro areas of vanity. Oh, you see this nice vacation I go on. You see all this wonderful thing. Oh, see how God's favored me. 
That's not what favor is about. Favor is always about God's purpose being fulfilled within the earth. It's always about what God wants done in the earth. When he says to Abram he's going to bless him with material wealth, it's so that he could be in position to receive the covenant so that his children would be blessed, so ultimately that we would be born again through the faith that Abraham walks in. Favor is always about God's purpose and his will being fulfilled within the earth and not about vanity. Things I need to understand is that favor is always about people beyond you personally who will benefit from grace or God's intention. Favor is always about people that are beyond you personally. The reason why God wants to flood you with grace, the reason why he wants to flood you with favor is because of the people you don't even know yet. People you can't see. And yes, even people that you do know and that you can see, but you don't know that they've been influenced by your life. Who will benefit by God's intention on their life by seeing uh, how he blesses your life. Things I need to understand is that favor is thus always about the advancement of the kingdom, the, 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 uh, the macro, if you will having a secondary effect of beneficial or personal prosperity. You say you're favored to God for the new car. Well, you're missing the point. You say I'm favored to God because of the new house. Well, you're missing the point. See, if you got that car by faith, then God gets the glory from it. If you got that house by faith, then God gets the glory from it. But if you got it by your own methods and your own ingenuity, then God doesn't get the glory of you, dude. Stop calling that favor. God says, in order for it to be favor, it's something that you know if it had not been for God, I wouldn't be here. The only reason why I got this degree is because God put me in the right place at the right time and my sanctification, my obedience allowed me to walk in his favor that I could see me getting this thing that I started. It all goes back to God. The secondary effects of favor is personal prosperity. It's not the foremost thing. God wants you blessed, but he wants you blessed on purpose. God wants you to have increase, but he wants you to have increase on purpose. And if you can't be, if you can't be sanctified and obedient with $10, you cannot be trusted with $10,000. You can't be trusted with $100,000 because of the fact you don't know the point or the purpose of the money. Favor is always about the advancement of the kingdom it's always about the advancement of the kingdom and not personal aggrandizement or vanity. And one of the things that we're going to see as we go forward is that every area where God talks about favor and talks about the favor on somebody's life, it always exceeds just them. The favor that operate on Noah, we're blessed because of the favor that operated on Noah. We're blessed because of the favor that operated on Joseph. We're blessed because of the favor that operated on Moses. And I'll submit to you that what God's trying to do in your life is he wants to say that people are being blessed because of the favor that's on you. It ain't just about you, your family. But God is looking for people that he can show himself strong in. You didn't do it by a hookup. You didn't do it by, by a, a quick wink and a nod. No, you did it, and you'll be able to say just like Abraham that I'm going to sit back and give God praise. Let nobody say that no one made me rich but God.
And when you get to that point, God says, now you are, you are in position for me to be able to allow this favor that's been on your life the whole time to become more obvious and more apparent. Let's pray. Father, in the authority of the name of Jesus, we honor you. 